It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcast. This episode and conversation is powered by Duce. What's the intro? Uh, <laughs> adversity for sale. There it is. Adversity for Cheer. sale. Mm-mm-mm. I'm so happy you're here. Yes. I'm so happy you're telling, I'm happy to be here. telling your business a little bit. The business, now, too. Now that like, you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you got, a, you got a story to tell and you got a story yeah. to learn from, most importantly. Right. I mean, you know, this book was, it, it was very therapeutic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was like a lot of facing some reality, a lot of facing some dark places. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been in a while because I had put all that stuff behind me, at least I thought. But I started to see a lot of things come out of my adult life that I'm just like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And now that I have the tools, I'm like, oh, this is trauma. Oh, this is anxiety. Uh, oh, this is this. And, and this I'm like, is why. Right. When you read this, you feel like there's certain people that, uh, it's almost like it's ordained. It's like you were supposed to survive. Right. You were supposed to survive right. all this stuff because the odds, when you was, look at the right, stories right, from right, the beginning, right. the odds were not. The odds are against you. Yeah. From the and, door. And, and what was uh, a realization of that was everything that I got into, even the stuff I talked to about in the book. It wasn't like it was me getting out of it. You know what I'm saying? It was just like always, like God put somebody in my life mm. or put me in a place that I was supposed to be to talk to someone or just to put me on a path to get some type of insight. And it just always worked out, no matter how hard it was. Not to say that I didn't go through anything. Yeah. But he always, when it was it was so dark, he always brought some type of light. Why do you think? I think this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. I what? think everything that yeah. I went through is for me to be who I am. Somebody who, like, success is you. 
you know, you're doing it for you. Significance is doing it for others. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that's that's mm-hmm. why I'm here because you don't escape the things that I escape just for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm oh. saying? Mm-hmm. You, it's for other people. It's for. Did you always it. know that, or you only know that as grown Jeezy? I know that as grown Jeezy. Yeah. I, I, I thought I was lucky as hell as Jeezy Jeezy. Like, as young Jeezy. <laughs> like, how did I get out of that? Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, and it was a lot of those situations. And it was like the last time I got locked up in L.A. when that shooting happened on that Wiz Khalifa tour. Mm-hmm. That's what really threw me because I didn't do anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I went through everything that somebody was guilty did. You know what I'm saying? Like I went through the jail, the court cases, mm-hmm. the the beefing with the city, the the the, the, uh, the civil suits, and the you know it was the whole thing. And I'm just like, what in the? You actually like this? I actually don't I did, deserve. I told yeah. my lawyer, I was like, I, you know, I didn't do nothing this time. Yeah. I promise you. He was just like, I don't know, you know, and um, but it, it only made me stronger because the first day we got locked up, you know, the team was down there to get me out within the hour, mm-hmm. right? 10 people, a million dollars in bail a piece, that's $10 million, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't own any property in California. So that's pretty much a cash bond, right? And I told my guy, I said, yo, listen, I'm gonna sit in here, you know, because I don't want to tell nobody how to get to my money. I'm gonna sit in here and let me figure out how to get this to you guys so we can get everybody out. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of my first like unselfish moments. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned. Out of How it. long ago is that? How many that's years? That's about five, six years. Yeah, so you already grown, grown. You're already like... I, I meant, you know... You're in I, transition at that time, probably, right? I was on my way. Mm-hmm. I think after that, I had no choice. Because mm-hmm. I just had my my oldest daughter. She was a baby. I'm, I'm calling her home from jail. It was like the most embarrassing thing mm-hmm. in the world. Like... It really was like... Are you, you, know li- are you like her hero? She, you yeah, like, she yeah. told me that. You know, when she was one, like, you know, one, two, she's like, Daddy, you're my hero. You know, she still thinks that way. But what, what I'm saying is, it's like, when is it going to stop? Mm-hmm. Even though you didn't do anything wrong, like, when is it going to stop? Like, and I took everybody on tour. Do you feel like that was karma from maybe stuff that you oh, didn't get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. I tell everybody, karma's real. And yeah. I, I went through my... I went through my share of karma. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 it was some times. It was. Let, let, I want to take you up to that point, but let's right. go back to the beginning because we got to get started. There's so much. Oh God, Jeezy, there's so mm-hmm. much, and there's such good stuff in the book. Let's go to young, let's start young Jeezy, mm. L- young baby young Jeezy. Okay, just make sure the statute of limitations is out of. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. No, but I just you tell a lot of stories about you know backstory about your family and how that kind of shaped you and, and yeah. your problems with your dad and all, right. all them feelings. But I didn't really. Um, I had heard it, but I don't know what impressed it that you spent this time in Japan. Yeah, I lived at, in Japan. At and, what age? And I lived in Hawaii, I want to say about five, six. That's not a small three. thing. No, but but this is the thing. So my mother and dad married. My dad was in the service. He took us all overseas. Mm-hmm. I would come back every now and then to my grandma's house, which was the hood, mm-hmm. right? But it's okay when you come back. When they got divorced... I actually had to go back and live. Yeah. So now this is like. Before it's like, oh. Yeah. Nah, nah, you're it's like, like, oh. oh yeah. And it's like, okay, this is real. Yeah. And, you know. And not without the protection of your father. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he went, he had to go back. He, mm-hmm. he took us there and he, he had to go back and, you know, be a Marine. And, and I knew that was hard for him, but I took a lot of, I had a lot of resentment there. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that my mom, 
I look like my dad. Like, mm -hmm. so my mom took a lot of that out on me, which then made me go to the streets because now I'm looking for love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and belonging, and now I get. I hear that a lot about boys who were raised by single mothers who look like their fathers. It's, yeah. I think it's a more common thing than we. Oh yeah, and no, I was real. Where the mother just sees yeah. the father. Yeah, and it was just like, and my sister was, you know, my, you know, I love my sister, but. She was like the angel, you know what I'm saying? She could do just, no wrong? Yeah, no, she could do no wrong with yeah. me. Oh my Everything's God. wrong. And the streets Did just, you know that as a kid, though? Did you know, like, oh, she's I, I, she's looking at me like I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm my father? I, I, could tell, I could tell by her words, her mm -hmm. accent. And, and, you know, before my mother passed, you know, I, I just did a lot of time just forgiving her because mm. she was a baby trying to raise a baby, right? And, and and she was trying to figure life out too. And if you really think about it, our parents are really just grown kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not perfect mm -hmm. just because they're your parents. So And they had less access to um like right. uh the verbiage, the mental health right. health care, the um just the self awareness. Yeah. They it was also addictions. Right. I know your mom was yeah, dealing with alcohol was, and, and, and drugs. And drugs, yeah. yeah. So so um mm -hmm. all that was going on mm -hmm. and and you know, she was trying her best to raise, but we kept bumping heads. Mm -hmm. And you know, we came to head one day. You know, she pulled a gun on me because we got in this big argument. I, I went to live with my grandmother after that. Mm -hmm. But um But what does that do to you? How old are you? Maybe 12, 13. Okay, so a 12 year old kid, I'm thinking about like my godson, so we're 12. Right. Your mother. Right. Well, I mean, I didn't, but I didn't look at it any different though, because I mean, I, I didn't look at it like it was like the end of the world. I just it, felt like I just had to fight my mom, like I'm gone, because I wanted to leave anyway, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm with my grandmother. It didn't, the, the, the gun part of it, does it? Nah, because by that time I was. I was your guns were calm, yeah, part of life. It's common, and also it's just like our, our, our toxic behavior was was common. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it was just toxic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like you would thought we was married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like right. we just like uh, all the time, and we just couldn't get it together. And um, I think I remember the old doc you did with Def Jam. You were talking about that, mm -hmm. and she said that you had told her if you um, if you pull that gun out, you, you got to use. use it. You better yeah. use it. Yeah. And I, when I think about that for a twelve-year-old, and you as a father now, I just right. when you think about what that would do to a twelve-year-old boy. I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna tell you, that, and, and and you know, I, I'm, and I'm just being honest with you. Mm -hmm. I had that happen in my life. I don't want to get into the details, but mm -hmm. you know, with my firstborn, mm -hmm. it, we we got to that point, mm -hmm. so I could see. Because mm -hmm. when your child doesn't want to, you know, abide by anything you're saying. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, of course we're in a better place now. Thank God. Yeah, but it was like it was a point. Like he was a grown man. I'm just like, man, like you know, you got you got to respect something. He's like, no, nah, I'm got you know I'm because he's going through the same thing that I went through with my dad. Like I'm out here trying to um, take care of everybody, but then you know, and T.D. Jake said it best. You know, when, when, when you when you out here you provide and you're gonna lose on that side with your kids. Because as a black man, you got to get out here and do, you got to go above and beyond to take care of your people, right? Mm. So that cuts into your time where you actually being there as a father for your kids because you're the provider. You got to go out here and figure it out. And for me, with him, it was kind of a little tricky because, you know, I'm providing, but my lifestyle was like, it's not what you want your kid to see. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm trying to tell him. He like, man, you, you know, you know, I'm on the news. I'm getting like, he was, he told me like, when I got locked up that time, when that thing happened in LA, even though I didn't do nothing, he's like, I'm disappointed. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that, 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 that cut mm -hmm. deep, you know.
Okay. And then also you were, this was before probably your transition, working on yourself and all of that. You, you know, you're Jeezy. You got a fucking, you're, you, got a, you got a mob of people who, are, who look up to you. You're Jeezy. Right. And, you're so, and you can't, just from an ego perspective, well, not thing, being able to right. have your son in check, I guess. Well, well, yeah, and that too, but like, you know, he, he was in the projects with me. My son was born in the projects. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He came in the projects and... and, and <laughs> So he's seen that life. Like he 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 wasn't a, he wasn't a trust fund kid. Mm -hmm. At least then he wasn't. Mm -hmm. So he he knows he, he had his traumas and two things that I wasn't wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Because when he was living with his mom, I don't know what he was going through and mm -hmm. what was going on there. And and it's just like you know I had to kind of like sit back and and, and really take a look at myself and, and put myself in his shoes and be like how how does he feel? What's going on with him? Yeah. Like what's he dealing with? You but know. the same way you talk about your kid, your parents being kids, big kids yeah. trying to figure out. And I, I was you kind of was kid. you oh, was yeah, a was kid. kid yeah. mm -hmm. I was a kid, you know, for a long time that I shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna be honest, because I didn't know any better, and there wasn't anything around me that could tell me different. Again, when you have a level of success, you think you know everything in the world. I love that you share that because, you know, how many people, it, even when I think about your music and how. I know how your music affects me, right? right? I was thinking about that today on the way here because I put I was put I put a Jeezy playlist in, and I'll be on the golf course <laughs> on, with, Jeezy. on purpose. It feels good to right. be, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, like right, right, right. it feels good to be in an environment where you're not really supposed to be right, doing it, right. doing it. Yeah, that's right. Your music makes you feel rebellious, and mm. it makes you feel like uh, you know it's what we love about your mm -hmm. shit. Like um, I can only imagine somebody who's actually living the life that you mm -hmm. was talking about, especially in the early records. Mm -hmm. How if how it feels to them, right? So you, right. so you have this thing where people resonate to your words so right. much right. that when the adult you shares a story about how you have progressed as a, a parent or right. what you learned about being a son of some dysfunction, right. do you feel it impacting people the way, like maybe some of your verses or some of your songs? It's a long people, way to ask the question, but it's yeah. just it's talking about like how you how people respond to you and how I and think the impact. in real life, yeah, like outside of rap, outside of music, mm -hmm. um, and that's what's been interesting about the book. It's just like the people that's been coming to the signings of the regular people mm -hmm. who just want to do better in life, yeah, and especially now that we've grown, right, right. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like being able to have these conversations and be transparent. I'm, I'm hoping that it brings us closer together. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of people just knew my work. They didn't know me. Mm -hmm. You know, I had this wall up, and that was to keep people out, but it also kept me in. So as I'm being open and transparent, because I learned that about relationships. Like, I had a lot of great friends. Like, I knew LeBron on them before everybody did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, how you, LeBron, going to be cool with a street guy who says three words when we hanging out? You know what I'm saying? So it's like... <laughs> And as time went on, I'm just like, you know, I'm supposed to be building relationships with people, but they don't know me because I'm so I was so guarded because that served me in the streets. And when I figured out in real life that that doesn't serve me anymore, mm. then that's when the shift happened. And, and, and before then, I was living for survival. Right. But when you start living for love and I mean, like love, like mm -hmm. in general, it's just a different feeling. Mm. Like you want real good people close to you. They're gonna let you know when you're going too far. They're gonna let you, they're gonna they're gonna be there for you when you're celebrating your highest moments. They're gonna be there for you when you're at your lowest moments, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 what you have can add value to their life, and what they have can add value to yours. Because there's been a lot of times where I've just been in situations and somebody like, yo, I'm doing this. You should be a part of it. And I'm just like, why would you do that for me? 
You know what I'm saying? Because I come from a world where people don't nobody do shit. does nothing to anybody. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you if they do, you got to be like, yeah. you feel me? So, I do feel you. Yeah, so it's like, I'm coming from that. Mm-hmm. But then now I'm starting to see that there's actually good people in the world. You have people, you know, in the building, the Def Jam, you know what I'm saying? They always have your back. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Shauna. Shout out to Natina. They love you. Uh, they love me. You know, <laughs> Shakir, yeah. Pecos, and those guys changed my life. You know, because mm-hmm. it was it was either you was going to be a superstar or you was going to prison. Yeah, I, I always saw that because I was around them days, too. So I saw, used to see how they moved your, moved around yeah. you when you were in the, when when you were present or not even to this day even Tina the way right. they talk about you and hold you up right. even when you're not in the room right. no, it's sa- it says a lot about yeah. how they feel about you yeah and and it, it even some of the experiences like even going to I remember I went to go to Harlem to do something and Pecos had me on in Washington Heights and all that. And I'm just like, they was loving me. I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, like, you got your Spanish brothers here. We would lay everything. I'm like, nah, we don't need to lay nobody down. <laughs> I just want to chill, you know, get no. But, but, but love, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's aren't about- you used to that? Because even, I, don't, I don't remember what part of the book it was, but you talk about how people like uh, used to ride for you. Like you had like 14, 15 neighborhoods that people would. Uh, you know, I'm talking about early you, in the beginning when people started right. really that would do pretty much do anything for but you. But you're doing anything for somebody who doesn't know what they need to be doing. Yeah. That's not real. Uh-huh. I love them yes. still to this day, but I was leading them wrong. Mm. Mm. The only thing they could offer me at the time was, you know, something that was going to... Protection? Or well, just something that was going to put us all in the, in the bind. Mm. And that's the thing, like, you know, you can say protection, but no, because if it ever went down, I was on the front line with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they ain't yeah. going to never say that. But the love that they were offering me, uh, that they was giving me, was genuine love. I know they love me because I love them. But it's almost like being uh, uh, somebody who's going to the draft and, and, and your first-round draft pick. You might love everybody that you went to school with, everybody from your neighborhood, but you're not going to be able to take them on the football field with you or on the team bus. Mm-hmm. And all these different things. So it's just like, you know, and, and I, don't, I can't, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it's just like, I feel for John Moran. Mm-hmm. I feel for him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's in his mind, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But in the world, it, it doesn't make sense. And I, I can understand, I've been there, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of times. So, yeah. so I, 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 um, I have empathy for him, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because he, he, he's only doing what he thinks is right, right? But there's a different set of rules. And even for myself, I only done what I thought was right because there was a different set of rules. Thank God, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have to pay the ultimate price, right? But you always had a vision for yourself. I feel like you, you even said uh, that you had, you, I've heard you say you, um, you saw yourself. Yes. Like, uh, as an adult man with the adult family, man, rose gold. Ro- what did I say? Ro- plain Jane. Okay, all right. Plain, plain Jane watch. Yeah. Plain Jane. But suited band, up. Suited, good skin. Where did that vision come from as a child? Because nothing in your life should tell you that that was going to be your life. that's what it looks like. That's what success looked like to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because I told my uncle the other day, him and his wife, I told him it was over at the house. I was like, you know, I want to give you all y'all flowers because they probably been married like 40 years. I was like, y'all the first family that I ever saw that was in dysfunction. You guys were a real family. You raised your kids right and everything. And I strive for that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Meaning like the, the peace of mind they had. 
because they was the only people in the family that really had their stuff together. They had a yeah. cool house, it's cool always family. One. You just one, need right? one. You just need you, something you know, to hold on to you as tell a kid. He was a good guy. He wasn't no, you know. This is your uncle? Yeah, mm-hmm. my uncle also. I gave him his props. I was just like, man, you know, and, and to me, you know, it was a lot of different things. Like I talk about Uncle, well, not Uncle Russell, but Russell in the uh, in, in my grandmother's neighborhood, the guy that owned the shop that I stole the radio from. Yeah, was that was terrible. The, Why you do that to that man? I mean, I wanted the radio. I didn't even have a car, but I wanted the car radio. <laughs> this is but, the first thing he ever stole. Yeah, yeah. Was a radio. And the first thing I got away with wasn't the last, you know. Cause Where's my, the radio now? Who knows? It's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the first entrepreneur I ever met. So he inspired you, and you stole. Yeah, from because him. he owned like the yeah he did. And, and but I, what I learned from that is um, you don't you don't take from people because mm-hmm. I know I if wonder, I asked him for it. I wonder what oh you said if you would have asked him he would have gave, gave it to it you. To me, yeah. But I wonder when I read that and I heard you know you you talk a lot about your early you stealing and, and all of that as young Jeezy young 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 Jeezy Lil J Lil J yeah. as Lil J. Um, was the I don't know it took me to like I remember being a kid and my mother my mother was a single mother little tiny apartment we uptown I found uh, $20 in her coat pocket and I was so excited because I thought I'm going to go to school I'm going to have right. 20 you know $20 worth of weeks worth of snacks in, in <laughs> you know what I'm saying elementary school so I took the $20 and then I was in the apartment and I heard my mother on the phone with her sister crying because it was her last $20, $20 and she couldn't find it and she's mm. wrecking the whole apartment upside mm. down it was her last $20 it was for groceries it was all she had. and I remember being a little kid sitting there like I ain't shit right, right, I right. didn't have the courage to, to tell my mother or to yeah. give it back because I didn't want to own it I was right. too young but it's sti- the guilt yeah. Yeah. even though I didn't really know it was guilt then because I was yeah. a little kid but yeah. the guilt was enough for me to to be mindful enough like that wasn't cool yeah because I had this instance where um, I was wondering if that happened to you at any yeah point. it happened well a few times where well, it happened one time when I was younger I was like my, my older cousin they were hustlers like so they was like the guys in the family that had all the money and I used to go to their aunt, their, my auntie's house, which is their mother. And I used to, like, you know, like sneak a little money out of the bag because they would have bags of money all around the house. And i never forget one day um, they had put a bag in the baby crib. And this time I was going to take the whole bag, right? <laughs> so I get the bag and uh, I go hide it downstairs under the sofa. So I'm waiting for my other auntie to take us back home. And my cousin came in. He was like, yo, where that bag that was at? And they started all looking for the bag. And you sitting there? Sitting on the bag. But I didn't know the bag had a beeper in it. <gasps> and they, he said, well, just page it. It had my page in there. He paged the bag. It's sitting under me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, damn. How old are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm like 14. You know? Oh, you know and saying? the family's yeah, ending. Yeah, like, you, just, you know, it's all bad now. And what happened? I mean, of course they went in, but, you know, I tried to play it off like I didn't know what it was, but... I started to learn then, like you were embarrassed. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. very, and 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 I started to learn then, like is I don't think it's a good idea to steal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying maybe this is maybe whack. get it <laughs> on your own, but don't don't steal, and and that just taught me a lot of lessons. And it's like my grandma used to tell me, like she she don't she she cool with anything in this world except two things: a liar and a thief. Mm-hmm. And and I understand why, mm-hmm. you know. You were so close with her. Yeah. You talk about that a lot. I, mean, I love my grandmother. My mm-hmm. grandmother raised me. Like, yeah. she gave me faith, made me go to church. I, I think right now, if I was, if, if my grandmother wasn't in my life, I don't, I don't know where I would be as a man because mm-hmm. I, ha- I wouldn't have any faith, right? I wouldn't have any morals. Oh, you so know? you credit that with, like, saving Oh, yeah, your life. for sure. Mm-hmm. My, my, my mother and father never talked to me about God. 
what I believe. Or, what did she tell you? I mean, she made me go to church mm-hmm. every Sunday. That's People only, go to church and it doesn't hit them for some reason. Well, well every, you know, the old school, everything, you credit to God. Like, yeah. oh, thank you, Lord. She, my grandma ran numbers, so I don't know you know if that is, like the lottery in the hood. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course she, I know she that. Hit the numbers, my great-grandfather ran right? numbers. <laughs> like, thank you, Lord. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if he got anything to do with that, but I, but she just instilled that in me. And it's just like, that's funny. when I got to my darkest moments, that's all I could do is pray. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there was nobody else there with you that was going to walk through this with you. And I felt like, you know, it's just like you got you got to talk to God. And, and that came from my grandmother. And I'm just so glad. Like, when I say glad, mm. I mean, I thank Mad Lou Pickett for everything mm. because she made me who I was. And it's the craziest thing. Like, she never got a chance to see nothing I did because she's always telling me, boy, you're going to get killed. You're going to go to jail. But everything I did that was supposed to be wrong was the same foundation that I stood on to become the man I am today and she never saw any of it mm. you know and she had so much to do with it yeah she never saw any so when she passed all she knows that her grandson was in the streets trying to figure out his life and I remember you know I knew that then too like that's how I knew that something was wrong because when she passed like I didn't shed a tear you know what mm. I'm saying I, I was sad but I was just like not okay. a single tear no, nah, because I'm like, I gotta go out here and be a man now. Like I ain't got no support system. I ain't got no, I ain't got nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't call. You know, I used to call my grandma and get in gangster shit. I'd be like, Grand, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she, I done had a few shootouts on the front porch, tossed it a strap, ran out the back door. Like, shut up, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. That's why you loved it so much. But she let me. She gave me a free reign. Like mm-hmm. she let me like live. Like like I used to come in. You know, I'm 15, 16 years old. I'm coming in three, four o'clock in the morning. Like her her door was her front door was always open. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, that's why I say when I say hit the kitchen lights, cockroaches everywhere. That's what it was. I come in, she might leave some food on the stove, on the microwave. You come in there, you knock the roaches off of everything. Mm-hmm. You put the thing and heat it up. Might still be some roaches in the microwave. They fly right? out. <laughs> Get it. Fly you, out the toaster. You sit down and you eat. Mm-hmm. And then my uncle comes stumbling in the house. You know, three four o'clock in the morning. He lit. I love when you talk about your grandmother. Um, love her. I love her to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's I got her, I got her on my arm. You have dealt uh, with a lot of grief. Well, yes. I don't know if you've dealt with it, but you've experienced a lot of loss. Yes. Um, people, not just people you know, but like you're the closest to you, your grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close friends. Uh, mother. Mother. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How, how do you process grief? And I'm sure now differently maybe than you did back then? I'm going to keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured that part out yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm, I'm trying to learn about it every day. I'm not there yet. Really? Uh, yeah. None of it? I just don't. I don't understand how to process it. Like, and, and I'm, and that's being all the way honest. So, does it still trigger you? Like, do you still? Well, when I read the audio um, version of the book for the book for the Audible, mm-hmm. it, it, it caught me a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, Shakir, my mother, which is why I don't really get into my mother part in the book a lot because I just feel like that's something I need to keep close to me until I figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just even just a lot of the homies, like you know, like. And just a lot of friends, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still trying to figure that part out. Do you not feel it? Are you turned off? Is like the faucet it, it, off or something? Or do you feel it and just don't do nah, anything about just it? just like, just young, after you lose so much, you just, you, you just, you're numb. Mm-hmm. You don't, it, it don't even process the same, right? You, you know what it is and you understand it. 
but you don't allow yourself to to feel it, right? Mm -hmm. Because are you afraid that's, to feel it? Is that what it probably is? Probably so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably so because you know I've been good at like I'm I'm one of the people like I'm good at like uh, sweeping things to the side and put them in the back of your mind. You are know you what I'm saying? Yeah, we but, think we are, but it yeah, shows I, up. I, I put it this way: I, I've done it great up until now. Yeah, and. As I was writing the book, a lot of those things came back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, okay, what are you going to do about this? And why are you? And and it just been one of those learning experiences where you just sit back and you just like, damn. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, this is a real thing. Like, and what served me in this life doesn't serve me in my life now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Meaning, like, it was good then because it kept me safe. Mm -hmm. Right, it kept me solid, you know. You could function but over through the year, yeah. It matters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? These are people. These are people you love. These are people you care about. And it's like you can't put them over. Because I had to realize that even with my past, it's like I can't fault these people in my life that love me, you know, for what somebody else did to me in my past, right? And handle them the same way because this is what I know, right? You know how you like yeah. you kind of like it's almost like being in a bad relationship, but you just treat everybody yeah. <laughs> the same. You know, yes. it's like right. It's, it's it's like you know a lot of things happen where I was just being like I, I was I was just like it, it, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like how can you do that to me? You know, what I'm saying as solid as I was, you, and it just like I had a lot of that. And on, on this side, you know, I'm getting better at chipping that away to just you know take that in. How are you doing that? Are you doing therapy, talking, Work, yeah, reading, all that. working all on of yourself, that? reading. Yeah. Um, um, you know, talking to people I love, you know, mm -hmm. talking to people I respect, you know what I'm saying, just educating yourself on it because it's real. And I and I feel like, you know, even with musically, I, I feel like I, I haven't even touched the iceberg today yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because just imagine a dam um that's 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 holding all the water and you finally break it. Are you gonna let it break at some point in your life? Yeah, I would hope so. You want to? Yeah. The same way you talk about you can't leave the earth. Without yeah, you can't yeah. leave the earth with any of that. But that's but that's what I'm working on chipping away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm chipping at it every day. Every day I'm chipping at it. Every day I'm knocking a piece off the wall because to me it's a In the nineteen eighties, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's like you start to see the light on the other side. It just gets brighter and brighter. And you're just like, oh, shit. You know, let me just keep at this and keep chipping away. And like I do my best to kind of, because I'm so glad that I have the tools now. Because I didn't have the tools before, mm-hmm. right? And I could check myself. I'm very self-aware. Mm-hmm. If I feel myself, you know, getting too far on this side, I know how to be like, okay, let's just sit. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I ain't got no shame. Like, I, I'll show you right now. I walk around right now on my phone. If you get my phone right now, it's a picture of me when I was five. Mm-hmm. Around the phone. Because I talk to that guy all the time. Like, you good? What do you say to him? Yeah, I mean, you know, he be good sometimes. Sometimes he be tripping. <laughs> You know oh, he's saying? still in there. Oh, he's yeah. You got to do your work on your inner child because, I, you know, when you was young, I went through so much, you know, craziness, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that you can't allow that guy to seep into your adult life. You know what I mean? You got to parent him. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he'll, he'll have you out here doing some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people are like, oh. You know, Mary talks about that a lot. Mary always talking about what she tells little Mary. Yeah, she you got to do it. The little kid like, I mean, and people think that's a joke, but it's, it's it's real. Yeah, yeah, you got to parent them because you know they you you react when you get in situations. You react to those situations how you how you react the same way you did when you first felt that trauma. Yeah. So if you was five, you're gonna react like you was five. If you're thirteen, you're gonna react like you're thirteen. If you're twenty two, you're gonna react like you're twenty two. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's beyond your control. You know, you have to parent your inner child so that you're able to say, hey, look, you know, I know what you want to do, but we, we're not going to do that. Like, we're going to sit down and think about this. We're going to breathe a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're going to educate ourselves. We're going we to chill. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Ain't, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Yeah. And you know me. It used to be times, boy, they'd be like, they wouldn't even let me in the radio station. I know. I'm clear. I've seen, <laughs> right? I've seen it. It's it was amazing they wouldn't even want me in the But you know what? When we think about our artists and the people that we hold up high as, like, you know, the pillars in the community that we love for... Even if the, it was for, for just toxic reasons, we loved you. You know what yeah. I'm saying. So when when we could take the pillars and we and we could see you evolve, it's really a gift. It's but it's crazy you know because I mean? even going back to with Mary, with Mary, like you said, it's just like it's sad that like and I can't say sad, but because it's art, but it's almost like people want to marry breakup album. 
I know. They don't want her to be happy. I hate that. As her friend, I, it pisses me off anytime yeah, I hear somebody but, say but that. But people want a Jeezy, you know, <laughs> toxic, <laughs> toxic, toxic street. Um, it's just like, you know, I'm like, man, I'm working on myself, man. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be a better me. And it's like, nah, we don't want that. You <laughs> they know? do want it. We do want it. But but it's 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 like... You know, that's a thin line you walk. Because people are suffering. So they're still in the... So there's a lot of right. people still going through some of the things that you've kind of already worked through. So they're looking for that thing to connect to. But but that's why I want to connect to them in a different way. Yeah. So it's almost like you have this. I mean, somebody gave me Thinking Grow Rich, it changed my life. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've read that book several times, but mm. it's just like, you know, that was a gift that somebody gave me. And I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of knowledge in this book, mm. right? And it applies to me. I know the guy who wrote it don't know me, but still, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at it the same way, but it's like, it's the gift and the curse. You know, when, you, when you're when on your downward spiral and you're just doing things out of spite and you're just wilding out of control, you're on top of the world. You're selling millions of records. Yeah. <laughs> you're on tour. But is that on top of the world? What's on top of the world for you? Like, when are you your happiest? When am I my happiest? When, when... When I'm serving people, mm. like when I'm like even like doing shows, that's like my it's like my pulpit. It's like my mm-hmm. it's like my sermon. This is my church. This is where, yeah. and, and I love it. Like I, I love to connect with people. I love to see them rejoice. I love to see them react. And it's just like that's that's me. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm no TD Jakes, but this is my my thing. Like this is my church for the day. Is that what you? Because I wonder. Like you say, you're still in it. Like you're still, you still revert back to old things sometimes. What is the thing you tell yourself when you're, um, you know, what is the motivation right now? This in right 2023. Now? Like, oh. what is the motivation? The for motivation you? would be for me, you know, is 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 to continue evolving, mm-hmm. so that I can continue to pour in to the culture because mm-hmm. it's just like. You know, it's me and you talking because mm-hmm. we talk on that level. Like, you know, I'm 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 up early. I'm I'm up four thirty five every morning. Really, I'm reading. I'm podcasting. I'm, I'm in the doing, morning. I, I'm journaling. I'm doing. All, I mean, people might. I mean, it don't matter. But it's they like, say it's the that's the way to be the most it. productive. In the that's thing. it. That's mm-hmm. how you manifest. Things. That's how you that's win how you, the day. They yeah, say that's how you bring things to to real life. And I'm 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 up like I'm up getting it in and I'm learning and I'm educating myself and I'm researching things and I'm going you know I'm doing all these things before people even get up to when you see me during the day you know I'm on 10 I don't meditate I'm there everything I know it sounds crazy it doesn't but it's just like that's are you meditating every day? 1000% every day this morning how many? How long? Well, I only had thirty minutes this morning because I had to go do. <laughs> That's thirty minutes is solid yeah, meditation. Yeah, yeah. But is the best? I mean, it, it changed me. you. Yeah, because now you know I can control my anger. Mm. I can control you know my frustrations. Mm. Um, I got a lot of clarity when I do things. Now I'm not just doing things because I just feel like it. So I'm you wake up at five a.m. and yeah. you meditate every day. Every day. Wow. Meditate. I'm reading book. I'm doing something uh, productive. Yeah, mm-hmm. journaling. Um, and it's crazy because I got friends, you know, that I talk to, and they'll call me, well, what are you doing in the morning? I tell them, you know, not most of them are doing that. And I'm watching their lives take off, and they're like, oh, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, you're inspiring me because one of the things I know I need to do for myself, mm-hmm. well, number one, I don't meditate enough. I try sometimes. I don't do it enough. Golf, in a weird way, has become like a little bit of I meditation. I go by myself, and yeah. it becomes like a walking kind of meditation. I but ain't I ain't ready to go by myself yet, but I, I guess. But because it comes a thing, it's like a meditation yeah. for me. 
but and I know I need to get up earlier. I know that's yeah. a thing. It changes the day, right? No, no, it changes. It changes your life. You know what I'm saying? Break it down because, a little bit. Because you get up early, right? You you got time to do everything that you need to do before you even come into contact with people. So you do all the things. That are you are not on your phone in the morning? No, I don't touch my phone. The first three hours, I'm up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The most, if I got something going on, I give it an hour at the least. But at the most, like three hours. Like, that's my time. You're you know, so five, disciplined. Eight. Yeah, because that's the only thing that's going to keep me going. Because I have to take that time to, you know, to, to learn, to, to journal, to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Right? So you imagine doing that year round. Right? So before I was just getting up when I just needed to get up and go do what I had to do, which I was productive. But now I'm like a hundred times more productive, right? And I'm a hundred times more keen to what's going on. I'm actually learning things, you know, throughout the day. You on your guru shit right now. Oh, no, it's crazy. <laughs> I respect you know saying, it. I love it's it. It's crazy. And I'll reach out to some of these people. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll reach out to, you know, and my, and my mentor list is like crazy. It's Who's- not what you think. Like, John Maxwell, T.D. Jakes, wow. Robert Greene. Lewis Howe, this way, that way. He just go. Robert like, Green just hopped in my DMs yeah, the other day. You got to rock with him. That's my man. I know. He's I mean, solid. Yeah, I don't know yeah. him personally. We Obviously, go, I know the book. Um, yeah. we, we t- he was telling you got another book coming yeah, out. Yeah, he has the yeah. anniversary coming me up. Me and Robert book. go out. Me and Robert go out when I'm in L.A. We go out to the uh, men's health club downtown, sit and have tea. <laughs> Who are you? Re- I'm telling you. <laughs> Who are we you? We sit and have tea and maybe lunch, and I just ask him questions. Brilliant, brilliant. He's like it's crazy the way he understands people. And I, I want to meet him. Can I come have tea with you when I'm in yeah, town? Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a fun. We'll play golf and have tea. But but, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be funny. It's just like when you're sitting around people like that. That just I mean, you got to think he wrote the Forty Eight Laws of Power, the Art yeah. of Seduction. He understands. Yeah, yeah. So you can ask him questions. I'm gonna book him on the pod. I need him on the pod. Oh no, he's dope. Yeah, yeah, for he's sure. Dope. He's yeah. dope. He's dope. He's dope. But all those guys are John Maxwell. Yeah. You know. Next level, Steve Harvey for sure. You know, you talk about dealing with, um, you have this thick skin, yes, of course, and you're all the things that you do, discipline and all those things, but you did go through periods where you went deal with anxiety and paranoia, even depression at, mm-hmm. at some points. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, how bad did that get for you? And then how, did, how did you get to the other side of that? <sighs> Rock bottom. But what, is that, what did that look like? How did that show up? Like when just, you say paranoid, what is that? Or I mean, I was, well, what it was was I was having a bunch of nightmares um, about you know, getting caught up in what was going on even after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about it in the book as well, mm-hmm. and it, it, the nightmares just got bad. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was just bad. And again, like I went to my vices, you know, and I was. Which was what, drinking? Drinking. But I was like, I wasn't like just drinking. I was like drinking. Mm-hmm. Just the numb, self-soothe, smoking a lot too. I don't know why I did that because I have you in your head. So that, that wasn't good. Um, the anxiety, again, like I thought something was wrong with me. I didn't know what I was experiencing because I hadn't heard the word yet, right? And what was happening? Like, how was it showing? I mean, up? just it's almost like you can feel that, like, when you get in a certain situation, like, you feel the, the toxins in your blood, like, mm-hmm. you just feel it, like, you just, you just feel like you're it's on very fire. hard to explain. Yeah, you right? just feel like you're on fire, you mm-hmm. can't really breathe, you can't 
function. You can't think, you know what I'm saying? It feels like the walls are closing in. Yeah. I ask you that because I've had that feeling, and yeah. I and I I didn't have anxiety my whole life, or at least I didn't think I did. Right. Then after the accident, it was like a year yeah. where I would be, and I would be in state. I would it would happen in the most random place. Yeah. I was at Pecos's house one yeah. time, his daughter's birthday party, and I was like, I have to leave. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know what was happening to me, but I just felt uh, so tight. And I yeah. and I in that moment, even though I was going through it, and I knew I had to get out of it, and I know it was just uh, left over from accident and loss and sadness and all that but I was like oh this is the shit people be talking about yeah it's real and it's so hard to explain the feeling right. of it right. but it could make you feel like you're about to die or crazy yeah <laughs> or like and I, I had to learn I had to research and learn about it cause you know I was I'm when I go to Dr. Jeezy I was like at first you know until I learned about it but then when I just started learning about breathing and stuff that was like a game changer for me you know, to be able to control your breathing and slow yourself down and just, like, get to a place where you uh, mobilize. And, you know, that took a lot. Because I was like you. I'll be sent somewhere. I'll just get up and go. People yeah. are like, where you went? I'm, I'm up out of there. You well, know what why? I'm saying? Why? What were you feeling? I mean, just like I had to leave, uh -huh. no matter what. Yeah. Just a, uh, and if I didn't, like, it was crazy. Because, like, sometimes it would get so crazy, like, I might black out. You know what I'm saying? Because it had got that bad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I didn't want to black out around anybody. Um, but the other thing was... Like pass out? Yeah. Mm. Wow. And then the depression, like, you know, probably up until, like, from 04 to about 08, yeah, that was real. That was... Yeah. You imagine waking up every day feeling like... You know wanna, what I'm saying? I don't like, want to be here. I don't want to be here. Like, I don't... Like, every day. And I didn't snap out of it until I started writing the recession. I, I just when I snapped out of it, mm -hmm. and it was like um, it was crazy because I was like going through the situation. I was breaking up with somebody. It was just like area. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get my body together. I'm gonna go ahead and write this record. Everything just happened at one time, and I just came to my grips. I was like, yo, bro, you're a superstar. You got a career. You got to focus. You got to get back. So everything that I learned from the streets, actually, I still back in myself, my discipline, and everything. And that's when I started to learn about what depression was, right? Because I didn't know what it was. I just thought that I was just dealing with being a black man, trying to figure out life. Don't know if you're going to jail or not. You don't know if you're going to be alive or not. Like, that's what you're thinking it is. But it's like all those things uh, compiled on, you know, just where you're at and how you're taking care of yourself, right? And then what are your surroundings? Because I wasn't around, like, positive people. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, nobody around me trying to uplift me. Yeah. <laughs> nobody called me to check on me. Or the right? best nobody examples. Nobody called me to check on me. You all right? You straight? You yeah. know? And I learned that with Shakira. It's just like, you got to check on your strong friends, too. Sheesh. You got to check sure. on your strong friends. You just never know what somebody's going through. Shakir, obviously, you talk about him a lot. Right. And um, and I have I knew Shakir, but not as well as some very close people to me. So right. I was around people who were grieving so bad. Oh, yeah, man. You know, Margot's family. Yeah. and Pecas and you I just knew a lot of people that were very close to him right. and I remember when the news came and everybody was so shocked because he didn't seem like somebody who would take his own life right. um, and for, for you somebody he changed your life right yes he, and I'll never forget I got the call I was going to Florida to do a show and I was on the tour bus and my man called me he was like yo I was like, What's, he said you good I was like yeah I'm straight what's going on he's like man I just want to tell you man shake ain't here no more I was like, what you mean he's not here? You know, he's just like, he's not here. And I kind of sat down on the bus. I said, okay, I'm about to walk out and perform in front of 30,000 people. 
he said, he, he's not here, man. He, he killed himself. And I'm just like, it, it didn't. And, and uh, what's the name's wife called me? Uh, Elliot Wilson. Because mm-hmm. there was friends from the Bay. And she said, is it true? And I was just like, I can't, yeah. And that was the last call. And I just remember I went, I did the show, which is probably like the, man, like I can't even, I wasn't even in my right mind. And I remember going back to my, my house and I literally lay in the bed for two weeks, like going through every thought of why I didn't see what I didn't see the signs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, why? Why didn't I? Like, what? What? And then why didn't he talk to me? Because we talked about everything else. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't understand it. And, and, and man, it was just like. Did that trigger the depression? Was that around the time? Of- I mean, it only added on to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Around that time, one of my other homies had um, that was young with us. We I, I I ended up dropping him off in the federal penitentiary when he got his time. He had got out. He become a Muslim. He was trying to get his life together. And around that same time, he got killed. And then it was just like a domino effect. You just like, you know, back to back to back to back. And I was just like, I just need a break. Like I just need a breather. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just like, but the shake thing, like. I don't know, man, because you're talking about somebody who has so much energy and was so just loved and just so charismatic and so funny. And it's just like. Where do you put it now? Like after working on yourself a bit and thinking about it so much? I still haven't dealt with that shit. Mm -hmm. I ain't ain't dealt with that shit. Like I I don't even know how, Mm -hmm. you know. But you felt it. You felt the pain of it. I don't know what I felt. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest, like I can't, I can't lie. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm just, it was just, you know, it's just like it was, you know, it was like one of those things you want to wake up from, and you just like, I don't think I think it's real, you know, and it's crazy too. And I'm not just, and like I don't, I definitely don't want to bring it down to beat, but it'd be sometimes I might be going through my phone looking for somebody's number, and pull up a number, and I'm just like, man, it's somebody who ain't here, mm-hmm. somebody who's gone. You just like, Shh. and you don't want to erase a number, mm-hmm. right? And and it just you know, and that's why I always give Shake executive credit on anything I do musically because you know Shake was the one that convinced LA and Kevin Lyles to sign me. He really saved my life. If he didn't sign, if I ain't, if, if Def Jam didn't sign me the time they signed me, I, I've been in prison. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Or worse. Yeah. Like so, he really saved my life single handedly. Mm-hmm. He did that. It's interesting because you we always talk about to talk on your strong friends, and he's a Wonderful. I think of Chris Lighty. I think of so many people that you think, oh, how, why? Mm-hmm. And it really, to me, it's one of the reasons I, I do this pod. It's probably one of the reasons you write the book mm-hmm. is this that we don't have and we weren't raised with the outlets to be able to be like, yo, I'm, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Express yourself. Yes. Yeah. Especially a black man in yeah. this war, in this space. Yeah. You're a rapper. Right. You're a, you from the street. Right. You got to be hard. Right. Like, right. It, 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 when, when are you out here being vulnerable? Like, right. yo, I'm, I'm hurting. When do you say that? You don't. Yeah, well, that's doesn't, that doesn't end well. We, we've learned that, no? Yeah, but it's just like, you know, it, the people want a superhero. Mm. <laughs> you know you still saying? feel like that? Do you feel like you got to be a superhero still, or is that is that I armor feel coming like I down? I take care of my people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't like again. Like vulnerability to me now is is power. It, it brings people closer. It, it, like you know you. And by the way, I want to own me before they do. You know my flaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you gonna say next? But 
it's different now because it's like it's coming from a place of like wanting to help rather than me just saying what I'm going through. And the thing about it is when you're coming from my generation, which was a different generation, is that much harder. So imagine being the lone guy <laughs> that made it. <laughs> like the single person that made it. Imagine that pressure. Imagine those close calls without that type of support. And you're trying to navigate this shit, you know? So when you see me telling my story or being vulnerable in this place, it's like, I don't give, I, the money's already made. I'm not tripping. Like, mm -hmm. we, we, we good, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, how can I pour back into my people? Like, how can I give back what I took away? Like, how can I be, you know? Well, you're doing that right now. Yeah. But what, what are you, what is the one thing? Like, when it's all over and, mm. and the book, the real book, the end of the book mm. is there, right. what is the thing that, if, if you could have did one thing to change people's right. lives, what is the one lesson, the one thing? Live for the empty. It's like I gave everything I had and, and my kids, and my family, and my supporters, everybody know that I was an honorable man. Like, I was, I, I was, I was the one. Like, I came and... I did what was supposed to be done for for us. Like I didn't I didn't do it for me. Like I'm not doing this for a person again. I had a great life before this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I had jury calls, all the shit that people really. You were so motivated by money, young G. Like when young, oh, no, the young younger. Was fool. Yeah. But let me tell you why I was motivated by money because I thought the money was going to be the answer to all my problems. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Problems was just starting. <laughs> oh my God! What, what big say? More money, more problems. He was not playing. Mm -hmm. Um. But but it's not money motivated. It's more so like, you know, how can I add value? Like, how can I help? That shit really matters to me. Like, you know how many friends I done sat down that was getting real money that didn't know nothing about real estate where I put them in the game? You know, when they call me and be like, you go through my phone right now, man. I so love you for showing me about generational wealth. Man, I so, man, this book you gave me was, oh, man, not my book either. Like, if I'm reading a good book, I'm going to get it to my homies. Like, check this out. Because I know they on that path, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I just want to, you know, I just want to inspire. I just want to help. I just want to be there because, to be honest with you, nobody went there for me. <laughs> if I'm going to keep it a buck, no. I had to bump my head. But it's a miracle that you yeah, yeah, yeah. navigated through. One thing about it, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not uh, doing any complaining. You know what I'm saying? I'm not you got a good complaint. life. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad. I got. I got. You got the rose gold. You got the wife. You got the suits. You got the marriage. You got the kids. I got a few nice suits in my closet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm you're doing okay. all right for yourself. Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, you're so good. It's so inspiring. Yo, you know what's so crazy in the book? My life is way more. Um, is daintier. My life is way daintier than your life has been. You came up with been. some G's, though. I came up with some G's, and I also came up from some dysfunction and mm -hmm. alcoholism mm -hmm. and drug abuse mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, roaches in my grandmother's apartment so and they had to put the that? light on. Yeah, yeah. The, they running out the toaster. <laughs> yep. And uh, I had the same thing. I read that. I know what that right, is because right, I had right, that. Right. You had to bang on the wall yep, to yep, wake yep, them up yep, so they yep, come out yep. so you know what's, what to not grab <laughs> right. from the thing. There's a, there's a lot of that. Also the ups and downs. And so I think, you know, when I think about that, um, it's just so crazy. You, you you never know who you connect with. Doesn't even have to be the right. the, the core audience yep. or the core person yep. that people would assume that yep. your story would connect with. When you put something right. out like this in the world, it's like right. you just never know where it lands or how it connects to who or what. Yeah. It could be this guy right here might. 
But that's what I was feel saying really about. Really connected uh, to something. That's what I was saying about. Uh, Sorry to call you this guy. You know what I mean. That's what I was saying about <laughs> thinking real rich. Like it has nothing to do with me. And somebody gave me that book, and it was it it was life changing, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, and, and even yourself, it's just like what you're doing on your new platform. You know, you just never know who you're helping out there. You never know who's getting this information and it's changing their lives or their perspective or the way they look at things. Because I'm the same way. Like, I, 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 I got people that I'm fans of that I go online and I watch their stuff and I'm like, oh, wow. And, and it changes my life. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to, to lead better, right? It mm-hmm. allows me to be um, a better version of myself. And I just think that, like, that's, that's what it's about. So what you're doing here is, is wonderful, right? And Thank like you, I said, again, it's like... Even for all of us in the culture, like, you know, you, you always give us a safe space to, you know, kind of, you know, unwind a little bit and be a little transparent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I believe in that. Right. I do. I believe in it. And it's like I told you this earlier, like it took me a while to the same way you may have fucked up your leadership at certain points. Right, right. I think maybe even me, even younger me on the radio, I might have got caught up in something. And probably if I a grown me. Right. Will handle things differently mm-hmm. because, but my intention is the same as yours. Yeah, it's right, yeah, be, to, be yeah. truthful, to be inspiring, to yeah. to uplift, to serve, to give back, like yeah. all those things. Yeah. I think the best versions of ourselves is, is that. No, so, 100%. so I appreciate you, especially you who like you know you don't come from always telling yeah. it. <laughs> so I love when you tell it. It's been interesting this whole <laughs> book run. Yeah. They're gonna get in your business now. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, it's so good. You're doing great. <laughs> All right, where's my real life question? I want to know what he talks about with Robert Greene because people don't get to have conversations with him. Yeah, guy, what is the best like jewel? That, that what, when you talk to a guy like Robert Greene, what, what is the jewel that he drops he to asked, you? I mean, we just Give me some about, of those jewels so we could pass them to the people. We talked about a lot of things, but the thing that stuck out to me the most, he's like, but what's going on in your life right now you're most concerned about? And I said, you know what? My connection with my son. Mm-hmm. And he said, when you talk to him, how do you talk to him? And I told him, and he said, okay. He said, um... Next time you talk to him like that, put yourself in his shoes and think about how he's feeling. And, and, and I tried it, and it worked. Wow. And it's like he has no nothing to do with my walk of life. Um, and, you know, we talked about the art of seduction, by the way. So, so you know, I got to keep it go? spicy, by the way. Just tell me how you, how you keep him engaged. Wow. <laughs> um, but drop one of those jewels for the fellas, please. No, he was just saying that you know when you, if you if your wife is ever you know like you know upset or whatever, to to like not match her energy, to always stay calm, make her laugh, and wheeze out of the situation like that, and she will look at you in a totally different light mm-hmm. because when she was. Uh, in a position where she was ready to go in, you know, not to say that it happens all the time, that you you changed her mood mm-hmm. by you being charming and you being you. And I'm like, yo, that shit work. <laughs> it works. <laughs> like, Girl, That's actually really that. good. I've never heard that. You don't mean that. Come on. Come on, really? Okay, cool. Let's go. Uh, you know what I mean? It's that. But but he taught me about the artist. Not everybody could pull that off. You could pull that yeah, off. I'm pretty charming, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want, I'm a Libra, so, you know, there's that. But, but, that's, but there's great... <laughs> That's great information because yeah. you know you know you know a lot of times we try to match energy. You're not supposed to match energy, right? You're, you're supposed to um, change the mood, mm. like change the whole situation. And going back to what he said about my son, it's just like I have to think about that because I've been I've been his age before, right? Outside down talking to my dad, you know I don't want to hear everything he got to say. I don't want nobody like chastise me and tell me what I'm not good at. So mm. I have to put myself. And that position was probably some of the dopest advice he told me. And wow. even like just about life, it's just about taking everything, um, taking everything slow, 
right? Not trying to like do too much at one time. And he told me something crazy too, like, and I, I was on to something before this new thing. He was like, you should talk less. And I was like, you know what? I was there. They tricked me. I was good at that. And then you wrote a I'm book? Going to you didn't listen to him at all. <laughs> I go on interviews. I'm like answering all these questions. I'm saying all these answers. He's like, you know, you should talk less. I was like, I was doing that at first. You know what I mean? You'll go said, back to that. You'll do it in some seasons. Yeah, but he was saying that when you talk less, um, you, 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 you come across more powerful, mm. right? You come across, uh, people remember what you say. And when you speak, you should say things that matter. Like you just shouldn't speak to speak, which I thought was very interesting. But just sitting down with I him, don't like, think you're doing that now. I think you're speaking with yeah, something that but, with but intention. He also, he also told me about being transparent as well. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he got a new book uh, dropping uh, as well. I think the, the relaunch of the 48 Pounds, yeah. mm-hmm. which is dope. But like, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, he's a G. Like, yeah. we sat down. It was, it was like the Godfather. <laughs> He just poured into you. Tea. It was just, you know what I'm saying? That's I, had, great I think I had filet mignon. He had the salmon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just sat up there and we just chopped it up. And it was like. He probably sees the leader in you. And it's probably his way of. Uh, uh, the same way you want to put back into people, it's probably his right. way is putting it into you so that then you could put but back But John Maxwell is another one, though. Like, he's like. What are those jewels? Give me some John of them. John is like, man. John is. is we're going to need a whole nother episode for that. Okay, give me the top t- one or two. I mean, he was the one that told me about the seven questions. He's like, yo, find you somebody you really like, your mentor, somebody you believe in, that's doing the same thing you're doing, and invite them to um, lunch or dinner. Tell them you're paying for it, and you just got seven questions you want to ask them. Mm-hmm. And have them together, have them wrote, written out, and it has never failed me yet. Who have you done it with? Uh, you name it, Steve Harvey, uh, T.D. Jakes, <laughs> Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah. But I already was doing that with Jay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have seven because yeah. he probably thought it was a little crazy. But um, <laughs> just anybody I respect, and then not just even people that of uh, you know of, of in, in the culture is that that's successful in that realm. It's business people, mm-hmm. CEOs. You know what I'm saying? Seven CFOs. Questions. Yeah, you just you get seven questions, you know, and you just do you tell them I'm going to ask you seven questions, or you just have them. Well, you kind of like you know, I just want to kind of pick your brain, and then you sit down. But like, these are things that you really want. Like, you're not just going and asking seven random questions. No, you're going to prepare. These are things that you really want to know, mm-hmm. right? And you really want to understand. And this knowledge you're not going to get from anybody else. Mm. Like when I talk to my, you know, my my friends who do very well for themselves, like you know, they are billionaires, but that's not the point. It's like I'm asking the questions that you run into. I'm just going to steal this from you. Right. Yes, go ahead. You, you ask the questions that you might run into as you continue to be successful. Yeah. Right? Because you got to know. Like, you're not knowing you That's know, what so type good. of tax breaks you can get. Well, you know, you're getting this. But you're doing it. All these questions are there. You're heading into relationships with intention now. So right. you're like, and think about. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like. Everything. Is with and that's another thing uh, Robert Greene talked to me about is like. Every time you sit down with somebody, every time you have a conversation with somebody, every time you go to an event, know what your intention is. Don't just go to be there and to, you know, rub shoulders. Like, mm-hmm. know what your intention is. Yeah. You're having a conversation with somebody, you know, you're having a meeting, the first thing she asks, okay, you know, well, my intention for this meeting is. <laughs> so, That's so, so good. We waste know. so much time. And you think yeah. about, like, we've been in the business a long time. We have access to these incredible people right. and we could waste it, but like, Hey man, what's up? You good? Blah, blah, blah. With, we waste it with n- no intention, just small talk, which okay. It's fine sometimes, right. but, and it's not just us. Even if you're a kid in school, there's definitely a dope ass teacher in your right. school that you have access to right. or, uh, or somebody on the job who just knows more than you. But just, there's people in our lives that if we, you use that 
that that that skill well, set. When, of, when you go sit down and talk to somebody like and just say you know like a Deion Sanders, which is you know Deion is a dope individual, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to just go sit down with Deion and just hang out with him. You, you don't want to ask him what he had for lunch. Yeah, you gotta have intention. You know when you talk because his time is like anybody else's time is valuable. So what kind of questions down. do you ask? Like, give me one. With Dion? Yeah. About life. Like, you know, just where his peace is at. You know, I, mean, I like how Dion live. Like, he's got his house, he, on his, he got his boats, he fish, he do all these things. It's just like, but just think about it. If you look at his career and what he's doing, he's pouring into the youth. Mm-hmm. He's taking all the things he learned and he's pouring into the youth and he's somebody that they respect and they've seen do what he's done, right? And they still have respect for him. Think about how hard that is for people to still have respect for you at this point after you've played and you've retired your jersey, you did all these things. But they still respect him because he's still pouring into them, mm-hmm. right? And that's how he's being fulfilled. And if you look at it, he looks younger than a lot of guys. Now he looks great. Right. So then what is the question? Well, Dion. Yeah, like what is I mean, one? I ask Dion about just like regular life, like real life. Like, yo, man, you know, what you doing these days, like on some on some peace stuff. And he tells me all the time he's fishing. Why don't you come out and fish? I actually I gotta go out and fish with him. And that's probably when I'm gonna really dig in. But he told me the realest thing though, when I when I first started talking to you, he's like, yo, GZ, I like you, but I gotta really get to know you. You know? He said that. When you asked one of those questions? No, no, when when we first started kicking it, um. he's like, I like you. But I, I got to really get to know you. That 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 told me a lot about his character. Ooh, yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I feel like I need to tell people that yeah, sometimes. Yeah, because you, you, you're allowing them in your space, right? And mm-hmm. and if you're going to give them game and, and some type of uh, value, you got to make sure that they're, 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 they're worth it. Ooh. You know, you can't just have people coming in your space and you give them all this intel and insight and resources and then, you know, they're not who they say they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn them on to your people, and then they go do something crazy. That's burning your resources. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that. I'm, I'm like that. So know? dope. In real life, what are you most proud of about yourself? What I'm most proud about myself, I would say the fact that I never gave up mm-hmm. when I could have so many times. I just refused to. Mm-hmm. And every day I strive to... Just be better, you know, no matter what's going on around me. But I've seen so many people just quit, you know, and it's... You never did? No. Um, in real life, what do you pray for most? Uh, peace. Mm-hmm. My family's good. That The people that I love are, are good and that, that we're all healthy. Who was the first person to believe in you? Me? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. yeah. From where? Like, how? I Based mean, on just, what information? I just knew I ain't had no choice. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. You did everything else. Like, why not? No matter what, you got to do it, bro. I usually start the interviews with this, and I didn't do it, but I feel like now I want to I, I end it with that. It's like, right now in your life, like today, mm-hmm. How happy are you on a scale of one to ten? It's mm, a good question. <laughs> I'll say a nine. Really? Yeah. Mm. I'll say a nine. None's a ten. None's ever a ten. Ever? Have you ever been a ten in your no, life? No, never. No, I've never been a nine in my life either. Oh, first time. You, you asked me this in thug motivation. I've probably been a one and a half. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say a nine. Yeah. Based on what? Just based on life. 
experiences, people, conversations, um, the small things. I love food. I love to go sit down and have a good meal. I got hobbies now. I never had hobbies before. Go to your hobbies. I'm golfing, boxing. You know, I mean, you know, I got hobbies. Like yeah. journaling. You know what I'm saying? I never Meditating, had that. Yeah, I never had morning. that. You know what I'm saying? You, know what it shows was like. too. Your skin looks oh, good. Yeah, yeah, You're in yeah. shape. That was, that was the vision, though. Your eyes are white. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look that at was, that. Was the vision? Yeah. But but that's the thing. Is just like you know, making time for yourself and like doing the things that you love to do. I love music, so. If I'm ever at time, I can just like sit down, and listen to like music that I came up in in my era. That really makes me like happy. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they said, you know, if you ever get into a, a, a downward spiral, just do the things that you enjoyed as a kid. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I do. When you're in a down spiral. Yeah, like do the things that you enjoyed to do as a kid that makes you happy. You know, because that's the thing you got to do. You got to take care of your star player. You got to keep yourself happy before you can make anybody else happy. And I, and, I, and I think the biggest thing, if you're asking, is self-love. I think in, in these last few years, I really love learned to love myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I really, because I really, it was a time I wasn't rocking with homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just really just learned how to love myself and just to understand, like, no matter what, you know, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, like, I'm, I, my intentions are good, right? And And... When I learned how to love myself, like everything changed around me. Like that's when I was able to start chipping that wall down, because I no longer needed it. Mm, you know? So good. Yeah. And then I have to ask you this before you go, because you haven't gotten there yet. Mm. But you say you're gonna leave it all on the table before you leave. Mm. What does a ten look like? What is it gonna take? I think that there. I think that. Does the ten happen here? No, I don't think the 10 happens. I think the 10 happens when, when, when it's all said and done and you've done everything that you set out to do because I will always leave that one so that I, I got still something to work for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm a firm believer when things get too good, I get concerned. <laughs> that's <laughs> trauma. The bottom is going to fall that's, out. That's trauma. The bottom is going to fall out at some point. <laughs> um, and I don't think I've ever been a 10, but I'm enjoying nine. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm living, I'm learning, I'm loving. Um, and it just like, you know, it's a totally different wake up. Uh, you know, it's a time that I woke up and I didn't want to wake up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was supposed to be up at, at uh, 4.30 this morning. I think I was up at, at, at 2.45. I was excited. You know what I'm saying? About the wow. day. I got things to do. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> my mind, I'm going through it. But um, at least I know I was up like 3 o'clock. But my point of case is... Um, You're happy. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know... I thank God every day a nine is just fine with me. Even if it was an eight, I'll take it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But a nine is just fine. That's pretty great. A nine is actually yeah, a nine pretty is great. great. Yeah. And if today is the last day, mm-hmm. what do you do on the last day? I thought she was going to ask me what I was going to eat. I'm going to chill with my family and eat what? Popeyes. It's a wrap. We're going to kick it. We're going to have a good time. And, uh, you know, I'm probably drinking, you know, eat some Popeyes, drink an expensive bottle of wine. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe have some uh, some nod. I don't know, like, but it's, we're gonna keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, we're gonna reminisce, and it's a wrap. And head on your way to your tent. Yeah, the tent. It's gonna be all good. We're proud and of you, ho- man. And hopefully, you know, hopefully somebody grab a torch and keep this going for us. Mm-hmm. And and I appreciate your time. I appreciate um, your platform and Thank just you, everything man. you do. I appreciate and I, you. And I love your growth as well because I remember I remember Angie Martinez. What you mean? <laughs> 
What you mean? <laughs> I remember Angie. What Martin, I do? What right? I do? No, 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 you was good. My intention mean? was always good. No, no, not that you was yeah. anything bad, but when you was young, you was young too. <laughs> uh, we were all young. Yeah, we yeah. were trying our best, but we were young yeah, and dumb. You're growing and up now, you playing golf and shit. It's, it's beautiful. It's I'm super thing. grown right now. I love it. I love, I, it. I love it too. For sure. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Young Jeezy. No, just Jeezy. Grown Jeezy. Grown Jeezy. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.